We all know about Bobby Lashley, the WWE superstar. What about Bobby Lashley, the man? Who is Bobby Lashley? Well, first of all, I gotta say that I'm extremely blessed. You know, unlike so many other unfortunate people, I had a great family. And that's pretty much all I'm about. It was me, my mom, my dad, and my three older sisters. Are your sisters, you close with them? We are. When I was younger, I really didn't think we were. I thought that they were really rude and mean and, and nasty to me. My sisters used to take me out to the woods. They used to tie me up there and they used to leave me there for hours. They thought that was the funniest thing in the world. Being a younger brother, getting bullied by his older sister. Especially my older sister, Kathy. Kathy would actually chase me around with a broom. I don't know what it was. Maybe that was her weapon of choice or whatever. But she used to always carry this broom with her. I didn't know if she liked sleeping or whatever. So of course, I had the little joke that I played on her. And I said, you know, you should just hop on that broom and kind of take off. And that just really fueled her. She chased me all around and tried to kill me with it. Well, it sounds like you've had and still have a pretty colorful life. Yes, I have. And, and yes, I do. And I enjoyed every second of it. But now I have an extended family called the WWE Universe. And we're going to have a lot of fun together. Bobby, thank you so much for sitting down here with me. I really appreciate you taking oh, the time today. One second. Before we leave, if you don't mind if I do one thing. Sure. I just want to say hello to my sisters. Kathy, Jessica, Francis, I love you. Gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes of the masses. Josh Custodio. Justin, we are here doing the podcast. We are, we are the youth of the nation, but most importantly, we are the hashtag good friends. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I feel like that's, uh, was that a John Cullen bit maybe that he proposed doing the POD cast at one point? I don't remember this. I don't remember either. I just thought that that would be a good joke. And then I was like, I think John's already made that joke before. Of course, him being obsessed with new metal. Of course, this is all right. drawing on information from my other podcast, right. which is entirely irrelevant on this podcast, yeah. Josh. Let's and not I'm sorry that I went down that rabbit hole. My apologies to the folks at home. We should just <laughs> scrap this whole thing and start over. But guess what? We're not going to do it. We're going to power right through because that's what a true pro does. Justin, the production value on this show is nowhere near good enough for us to redo anything. That's I, I genuinely think that isn't the spirit of this show. Mm -hmm. You know, I, The spirit of the show is not some sort of glossed over. Yeah. We're, we're, we're more a CZW than we are WWE. Yeah, like last week you said round number three when we were going into round number two. Right. And I asked you, do you want to do that again? And you said, no. <laughs> <laughs> Instinctively. Yeah, and you Wait. laughed just like that. Oh, I thought that was me crying. Oh. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you thought it was very funny, and I'm stewing over here thinking, darn it, he's ruined another one. I know, it is It is me genuinely ruining this show, but Justin... I mean, it was me just now, really. <laughs> well, I guess we're even... Justin, this show that we equally ruin, what is it? It's a wrestling podcast, of course, like I said earlier, but yeah. each and every week we break down the top... One, two, three stories in the world of professional wrestling for a maximum of... 15 minutes. And that is also the length of... A WCW TV 
title match. Correct, you are on both counts, my friend. Thank you. Uh, what are this week's top three rounds? Oh, Justin, I'm so glad you asked because I like when people ask me questions that I have the answer to, and this is one such question. Because in round number one, Justin, on last Sunday uh, on the WWE Network, they had one of these pay-per-views, network specials, whatever we're calling them these days, uh, Backlash, WWE Backlash. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, I think people loved this show for the yeah, most part. Yeah, it was aptly named. Yeah, you know? they, uh, there was some Backlash. No, I think they should have called it you're going to love Lash. <laughs> That's, I think, how we felt about it, but I don't want to spoil it. We'll talk about our feelings in the round, but that show did suck. We will, but we're not going to reveal how we yeah, felt about it. Exactly. Here. I will not reveal my failing grade yes. for this show. Don't do that. Even right though, now in the intro, that, of course, will come later in the round. Yeah, it's a very low... Yeah, anyway. Round number two, Justin, uh, on uh, Monday Night Raw this week, there was a, uh, uh, to be kind, I'll say, unconventional interview segment involving Renee Young and Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Bobby Lashley's return to the WWE because I think in some ways our uh, expectations versus what's happening have been a, a little misaligned. We'll yeah. talk about some uh, ideas we have there. And I think, of course, we uh, we all support him uh, after this Whoa. promo. We, we've, we were really we're really big fans of him after hearing uh, about his sisters, of course, this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could say we back Lashley. Whoa! Hey! Hello! Great joke alert. Uh, round number three, Justin uh, another man who uh, sometimes expectations and reality seem mismatched about. We're going to talk about Roman Jonathan Reigns. Not his full name, just mm-hmm. Roman Reigns. Do, do WWE superstars have middle names? I don't know. Some don't even have first names. Hang on. Let, let's, let's linger on this for a mm-hmm. second. Well, I'm going to give you a wrestler's name, mm-hmm. and you have to tell me what you suspect might be their kayfabe middle name. Okay. Dean Ambrose. Uh, Fred. <laughs> Dean, Fred, and Rose. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a great bit. Named, I think we should stop it right Named after there. his great-grandpa. Fred Ambrose. Mm-hmm. Fred Dean Ambrose. Exactly. Oh, he's a great man. Uh, and Justin, those are our three rounds this week, plus a returning segment. We're going to bring back Keep It or Kick It this week, because uh, I had a surge of creativity. Yeah, and uh, there's a ton of questions. A whole lot. So people might be disappointed to learn. Don't, don't tell the, them yet. That there will be no Sunday Night Tweet don't this s- week. Well, hang on. There. There, uh, there might be a Sunday night tweet. You have to listen to the end of the episode to find out. Yes. There isn't one, though. It's <laughs> yeah, not listen coming. through your own questions. <laughs> That's right. To get to the point where Sunday night tweet would be and is not. Yeah, it, it, well, it might be. Yes. Just not this week. Yes. Or we'll find out. We will find out. Next uh, week. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we're really... <laughs> yeah, we're, we're killing it right now. We know how to, how to really hook people. Yeah. I think that's our strength. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to reveal something right now. We were talking earlier yeah. about uh, when we get to the point where we like take a break in between the rounds. Yeah. When we do a pause in the recording and then like a sound effect plays and then we come back. Yeah. We were talking about maybe imbibing a little bit of uh, wacky stuff. Yeah, I feel uh, to like... To do the questions. And then we were thinking to ourselves like, oh, geez, like, do you think... I think people would tell the difference, <laughs> given our demeanor would be so altered. And yeah. you know what? Given the nature of this intro so far, no, I don't think anyone would be able to tell any difference whatsoever. <laughs> if anything, they might be like, oh, these guys sound yeah, better than these usual. These guys sobered up as the show went on. Justin, I, I must confess, it, it's hard doing this show on a Friday afternoon and without feeling like it should have a looser motif. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. Right now, I'm in a weekend mode. I'm wearing, I'm wearing white shorts. I had a, a good date this week. I, I have like, I'm ready 
to like, you know, go live. I'm like sipping a dad's root beer oh here, relaxing in a basketball jersey, enjoying oh. the sunshine. How, what do you think of dad's root beer? It's, it's a classic, my friend. Yeah? I always, I've been picking it up lately. I've been seeing it in a four pack at the local Super Valu. Oh, okay. Uh, and I pop, pop in there. <laughs> and Super Valu? And I grab a four pack of it. It reminds me of when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. And I would walk to the corner store. Sure. With maybe like $4 in my pocket. Wow, rich. And uh, walk away with like an X-Men comic book and a bottle of dad's root beer. Oh, man. Now, I don't know if you know this about me, Justin. I, I have generally the good and correct opinions. I think yes, you, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, however, one that people hate me for. People really get mad about this. I'm not a root beer guy. I don't, I don't like drinking it. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it is. It just doesn't. It's not appealing to me. And uh, I understand that I'm wrong in this one because mm-hmm. people... Get really, they, they do. You want to try the dad's root beer and see if it'll change sure. your mind? All right, I'll have a sip of yeah, this. Yeah, this could be, uh, this review. could be the most. Feels, uh, I do like the glass we bottle. We could really turn a corner here. This could be our biggest endorsement of all time. Yeah, see, it, like, it tastes like root beer. I don't mm-hmm. think it tastes gross or anything. It, and I can recognize, it's just not for me. Okay, all right. Well, I thought, I thought this would be the magic bottle that <laughs> zapped your tongue and changed your mind. 29 but years into this game. Think again, I guess. You won't be sponsoring us anytime soon. Oh, wait. And oh, I think they? Dad's is Canada only, so our American listeners might be thinking, what the fuck are they talking about? Wait a second. Was there a chance at a sponsorship? Yeah, I think there might have been. Okay, hang on. Justin, can I get another sip of that? Yeah, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Go, go, go. No, I need an edit point. Oh, okay. So let's just be silent for a second okay okay silence <laughs> and then okay and now here i go yeah i got the point so go okay. go, 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 go. Oh, whoa hang on a second <laughs> remember a couple seconds ago when i said i didn't like root beer yeah that must have just been because i had never tried canada's own dad's, dad's old-fashioned and that is that they can't even call that root beer they should just call it elixir it's caffeine free my friend i feel younger better vivacious on fire raring to go now uh now that we've gotten our, uh, our weekly dad's endorsement out of the way. <laughs> I, it's Mother's Day this weekend. I'd also like to endorse my mother. It is, yes. This coming Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Now, last Sunday, I wanted to go with you to the flea market yeah. to see the uh, the wrestling merchandise booth there. Right. Uh, and I didn't go with you. I did wow. go with my roommate, Mike Noble. Which lots of people think is just <laughs> the worst version of me. Exactly. <laughs> well, to be fair, you declined. I know. I, well, yes. I, I gave you a maybe. I I wasn't sure how it was going to pan out because I knew I was busy at two in the afternoon. But while I was there, yeah. I got something for I saw you. I forgot about this. Yeah, well, I got a couple things for myself. I got some pins. I saw the pins. A UK championship pin and an NXT title pin. Love it. That are big and heavy and metal and super cool. Hell yeah. And uh, while I was there, I saw something that you might like as well. But here's the thing. I realized that like where those pins came from and where this thing that I got for you probably came from too. Yeah. Like being a vendor at the... Uh, uh, flea market who sells like wrestling collectibles. Sure. All it is is like you subscribe to like pro wrestling crate. I had a feeling. Or like WWE loot crate. Right. And then you just sell the stuff you get in that thing. As like individual pieces. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's kind of a and, sham. And now I'm thinking as, I, as I'm as i about to give you this gift that I got you. Oh no. That you were subscribing to pro wrestling crate for a time. <laughs> you think I might have it? I think you might already have this. <laughs> Which, if you do, uh, I guess I'll just keep it or something. Okay, let me see. But I think, I think, now close your eyes. Okay, my eyes are closed. I'm going to drum roll. Close your eyes. Yeah, drum roll. All right, now turn around. Oh, my. I don't have this. Oh, my God. 
Justin, this fucking rules. Just yeah. Talk them through what I'm currently holding. You are opening up a a Sandman beer koozie. Oh, with my the Sandman Lord. like Budweiser style insignia. Well, I have this shirt, the the blood, sweat, and beers mm-hmm. shirt. So every time you're drinking a nice cold can of oh. beer, you could put it in your Sandman koozie, and it'll stay colder for longer, and you'd be rocking a beer like the Sandman. Justin, hashtag great friends doesn't have the same ring to it, but our friendship definitely just leveled up. This thing is fucking unreal. Okay, I'm, I'm glad you like it. I can't wait to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I was really nervous that you had already got that in no, a crate or something. this does seem like something I should have owned for the, the bulk of my life. Yeah, I was thinking if you had it, you would have like freaked out about it already. Oh my god, I I'm, now I want some sort of drink to be had in here. Thank you so much. No oh problem, my man. Uh, if, if we weren't in headsets, I'd come over there and give you a hug. This is uh, <laughs> tremendous. Uh, Justin, do you want to do plugs at the end of the show this time? Sure, it's why a, not? A yeah. long go off the hop here. Yeah. So why don't we just dive on in to round number one. Round one. Fight. <laughs> Justin, on last week's show, I had mentioned that I couldn't remember being less excited for a WWE pay-per-view event as I was going into Sunday's Backlash. So the only reason I bring this up is because I think it's important to note that I don't think either of us had very high expectations for Sunday's pay-per-view. Do you think that's fair to say? Um, Yeah, probably. Like, I think we were sort of looking forward to Joe Roman. We thought that that could have some legs, and maybe this might be the, the AJ and Shinsuke match we were really looking for. Yeah, I, I mean... I, yes, I was excited for the AJ Shinsuke match. No, I think I think I was like relatively looking forward to this show. Okay, it had like enough going on. I mean, I thought they would round it out a little bit more. Right. When we did our preview last week, I didn't even think we knew what the full card was, which ultimately we did because they didn't really add anything. Yeah. Other than Bailey and Ruby Riot to the pre-show, uh, and of course, as we learned during the show, it's because they had a big skit or sketch or whatever right. for, for everybody to be involved in who wasn't wrestling on the show, which uh, frankly was uh, an enormous amount of people. There was a, That segment, I thought it had its moments, but it was too long, but we can touch on it when we get there. Yes. The only reason I really wanted to bring this up, Justin, is because I feel like sometimes when you, you have the lower expectations for something, sometimes like, oh, okay, that wasn't a waste of a Sunday night, but boy, I did not feel that way about Sunday's backlash yeah, card. Usually you'll be like pleasantly surprised. Yeah, you're like, okay, well, I still got to watch some wrestling, maybe there was one, and this match this card did have one match that I really think you can take away and be like, you know, that that doesn't justify certainly the two and a half hours, but it really helps. Yeah. Uh, of course, talking about the the Miz and Seth Rollins. Why don't we start there, Justin, as it did open the card? Yeah. Um, I had something that I wanted to build off of that, but I've forgotten it, unfortunately. Hopefully, okay. it will come back to yeah, me. Yeah, circle back to it. Yes. So, uh, we opened this card. Oh, I was going to say, no, uh, yeah. lowered expectations can often help. And, of course, you had even lowered expectations because you didn't watch this show live. And you right. you talked to me before yeah. you watched it, and I said, oh, my boy, it is no bueno. Yeah, I said, no spoilers, but how we doing here? And uh, you were like, not, we not doing good. I said, Ms. Rollins and nothing else. I'm That's right. Sure. Yeah. So so I went into the show with, with those sort of expectations. And indeed, your, your promise to watch is saying, hey, watch Seth Rollins versus Miz. Utterly delivered. I thought this match was... Uh, uh, not only a Cracker Jack, but a Cracker Jack in front of an electric crowd, which I think is an important point to stand out here, because this crowd was ready mm-hmm. to get into some wrestling. Oh, absolutely. And this is a story that, I mean, a, a match that had like a well-told story, basically. Yeah. Uh, that, that had, I mean, I know that we've complained multiple times in the past over the last year and a half even before we were doing the show, about like Seth Rollins kind of on and off selling of the knee. I thought yeah. this one was a pretty consistent yeah, more story as far as like the injury to the leg went. Yeah. 
Um, again, he still had one really bad moment of that, but in a great match, I can utterly look. Overlook I just it. I love the way he had to like drag himself to the cover at the yep. end. Basically, that I, was great. I thought there was a lot of very good selling in this match on behalf of both guys. Both guys, yeah. I thought the selling in this match again. I'm glad to hear you say this because when we don't watch pay per views together, it's funny to sort of see our our views align because generally we watch these things together, so we sort of know into the show mm-hmm. what the other one thought. I thought the the cool story being told during this match for me is. Miz ain't cheating anymore. Like, he is not backed by the Miz to Raj. Rollins was selling for him in a big way. Guys usually don't sell for the Miz like that. Like, his offense isn't Oh, meant there were some be. huge false finishes off of skull-crushing finales that... The one leg one where Seth yeah. is selling the knee and Miz snatches him from behind. I thought Miz was going to win the match here. Fully bid on that. Absolutely. I uh, thought that this match, like you say, the selling in both ways, but really Miz, and this is not to demean Seth Rollins in any way. I thought he was great here. But it's just, it's funny because we don't think of Miz as this great ring worker, and I still maintain he isn't. But we also were reminded here that he isn't doing everything he can do when he's backed by the Miz Taraj interrupting or before that, Maurice interrupting, doing things. But here he was booked as a legitimate threat to Seth Rollins' IC title, and I thought this really played to it. Well, the thing for the Miz, uh, for me, I think, is that like often he is used as an example. I mean, this was the basis of the entire argument that he had on Talking Smack with Daniel Bryan, which is like, you yeah. you work safe, you work boring. Right. You are a, a pillar of, like, WWE house style, Yeah, the glowing example of that. Yeah, and I thought for somebody who that's kind of the knock on them, I mean, could he entirely keep up with the pace as Seth was just, like, flying into high octane at the end? Not 100%, right? but close enough that, like, he worked a lot faster than I think I've ever seen from him before and that a lot of people would even think to give him credit for. And just a lot harder hitting. Like this, the, whatever safety, and again, a lot of credit to Rollins selling here. Uh, but but again, back and forth, offense both ways with both guys selling in front of an electric cl- cl- crowd. This worked. Uh, and I don't think that this was a pairing on paper that anyone was necessarily like, oh, these guys are really going to get it done. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, this is coming right off the heels as well of like, a Monday Night Raw main event that was utterly fantastic yeah. between Seth and Finn. And you'd think that, like, well, of course those guys are going to have a blowaway match. It's two, like, you know, guys with very similar and complementary speed uh, or, or, you know, speeds of work, yeah. but also, like, styles of, of wrestling as well. And for, uh, you know, when you look at the WrestleMania match, you might think that that was a great match too, but yeah. probably carried by the two guys who you think of as workers. And in, I think in this match, Miz, like, stepped up and said, like, no. Yeah. This feud has been as good as it's been. Like because of me, yeah, also. Yeah, I am also way. here now. Now that said, I think it's it's clear to anybody with eyes on the pr- product that Seth is in a second gear right now. Like this is uh, this is Seth Rollins firing on all cylinders right I, now. I, I think he's the MVP in the entire company at the moment. Which, if you told me he would surpass AJ this year, I'm not sure I would have believed. Yeah, uh, I think you can make that argument for sure. Uh, and again, I, I it's great to see a guy just like elevate his game because the surefire and you get this out of Punk too during his reign is everyone who wrestles him is also elevated and you're getting that with Rollins and right now. And the crowd is just like so into him. Yeah, when did this happen? As a character lately, which I don't like nothing about the presentation has really changed. Yeah. It might just be like an enriched appreciation of his work that yeah. like people are just thrilled to see him because they know it's probably going to be good. Now, of course, that wasn't the case when he rolled out the open challenge and Mojo <laughs> yeah, Raleigh responded sure. this week, but uh 
you know, that's all I can think of is like I don't think you can divorce Roman from the conversation with Dean being gone and people hating Roman. I think Seth's carrying some of that shield goodwill from the return with him uh, and shedding Jason Jordan. I think that he's just been attached to things people do like and he's the only thing coming from it and things people don't like that he's now been removed from. And I think that's just led to this cool recipe of like goodwill behind him. Yeah, I think the Jason Jordan moment is probably a good spot to pinpoint that like character turn. Yeah. Because he became like sympathetic at that point. Yeah, and was you know, some credit to Jason Jordan, who was being annoying, and he wanted, uh, you know, wants somebody to kick his ass. So, yeah, uh, great match here. Went for 20 minutes and 20 action-packed minutes. Well worth watching if you did not see this. I just know that you're not, like, a Rollins guy. No. And, I... and for me, like, my love of him, which is, like, three years deep at this point, yeah. has always been built on quality of work mm-hmm. uh, and work rate. So for that to, like, catch and kind of be the reason why the audience at large is backing him now sure. is uh, is kind of a fun thing for me. Validating. And, uh, and yeah. I, I, I would hope that it's catching with you as well. Oh, for sure. Listen, man, I, I'm nothing if not fair. If, yeah. if somebody is improving, I will I will say as it is. I, I said I prefer Dolph Ziggler to Bobby Roode. These things are in flux based off performance. I'm not a crazy person saying SmackDown. It's like, remember this? When SmackDown mm. is a, a worse show now, so it w- I was right the whole time. No, if things <laughs> get better, I'll say as such. Shade. Shade. Uh, let's move on. Yeah. Though, but I'm glad that we spent so much time on that match because there's not a lot else to talk about on this show. I am going to defend another one coming up here, but okay. uh, it wasn't Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. No. Uh, very odd dynamic to this thing. I, I, you're using the word odd. I, I thought this was really bad. Yeah. I, which is weird because we saw I, I kind of like their match at Mania. I, certainly better than this. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know quite what to say here. This looked like two people wrestling who, I, I don't know if there were just other things going on in the show. They're like, okay, you two got to tone it down. And obviously not a great spot to be in, having a, to follow Seth Rollins. It's just like, Miz. how does the heel in Alexa get the heat on a giant like Nia in a match like this, you know? I, I don't know. You need, you need like, a, a hardcore stipulation or she needs to have, like, a numbers advantage. Or a ref bump where, yeah. like, there has to be something because their dynamic just... Does not work. Yeah, otherwise. she's got to cheat to like, or like send Naya. I don't. I don't even know because then that's still. I was thinking like you could like send Naya like crashing into the stairs or something, and she hurts her right. knee really bad or whatever. You've got to do something, and they didn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't have too much else to say. They wrestled for ten minutes, and I thought this sucked. Yeah, big time. But what sucked even worse was the promo from Naya afterwards, oh. which is like one of the. Oh, oh. I can't even believe how bad it is. I felt bad for her here with with the crowd taking it as they did, too. It was, it was like a PSA. Yeah, do you want to surmise she, it? She basically cut like an after-school special fucking uh, PSA ad read in the middle of the ring as a promo, as a post-match promo. It's And it like it just like laid bare all of what was subtext anyways and yeah. didn't really need to be said out loud. There was no reason for this to happen, and it made her character look like a complete chump. It was the perfect answer to these moments of blisses running up to it that have been so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But but let's move on here into some, some more greatness. That's true, man. We talked in the weeks leading up that like there was almost no talking from <laughs> Naya in the build, and then they gave her the mic, and it's just like a wet fart. Ugh. It was awful. Let's get through this next one in like 30 seconds, Justin, because sure. uh, it's about all I have to say about Jeff Hardy beating Randy Orton, defending his uh, United States title. As we all uh, knew he would and, you know, thought he should. Two guys doing their moves. Yeah, Jeff, uh, Je- like, I'm happy for him. I want to see him get, like, a, a babyface run like this before yeah. he's done. He's, I feel like he deserves this. Yeah, okay. 
We'll just, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, what else are you going to do with the U.S. belt, right? Put it on somebody better than Jeff But Hardy. the crowd is super into him, and, like, I, yeah, he's not, the work's not entirely all there. And I do worry <laughs> about him when he goes up top now, because, uh, I mean, it looks it looks dangerous, <laughs> some of these uh, landings. This was just guys doing their moves to me. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to defend this next match a little bit, if I could, Justin, as Daniel Bryan uh, makes big cast tap out by submission. I yeah. didn't think this was bad. Um, yeah, it seemed like Brian got the advantage a little too easy. Yeah, okay. Because like the match was like almost too short. You know, I, I'm not saying it was, this was eight minutes long. Yeah, a short one. Big cast not necessarily selling the yes lock in the best way, but the ground offense of Brian sort of you know mat wrestling around a floored cast and how the whole match he opens the match by running out and shooting like a traditional single leg takedown like you'd see in something in MMA. Like he makes it very clear out the gate like he needs to measure this guy on the ground in the promo from SmackDown where he's saying you know they're all the same size on the ground. I like that the promo matched instantly what was going in the match. You knew what his game plan was and it played out right. I so like, I like that, that Graves also pointed out the very first strike of the match was a kick to the to the repaired the surgically yes. repaired knee of Cass. Weak in his so knee. Like Brian had some like tactics, and I wouldn't have known that if uh, commentary hadn't pointed yeah. that out. So good job by Corey Graves as well. So I think that's what I really liked about it. Clear story. Uh, I just felt I really liked the segment where like he took the giant down, yeah. including that like uh, flying knee to the outside. I thought was super awesome. It just happened too quickly because I think that I think takes place fair. like three minutes into the match, and this could have been longer. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Uh, boy, Carmella defeating Charlotte Flair. This match is nine minutes. This match I, might I have three moves in it. I could not tell you what happened here. This was this was awful, I thought. This has got to be Charlotte's worst singles match that I can think of. Yeah. On a pay-per-view, for sure. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I don't even know. What do you want to say about I guess the super kick when Charlotte gets up is okay. Yeah. But this is just... There's like, but like I said, there's like almost no moves just, in this match. It was just entirely... A chin lock, uh, and then like at the start, it didn't even look like it looked like uh, it looked like you know it didn't look like a sleeper hold. It looked like two siblings kind of fake fighting each other. No, as kids. and I don't think you can put that solely on Carmella. Like Charlotte is doing nothing to sell these yeah. headlocks, and it's she was only, literally just laying on the floor. You're only gonna get heat in this situation if the crowd cares. If you're just sitting there in a headlock, no one's getting heat on you. Everyone's just bored. This sucked. Absolutely. Uh, AJ Styles <laughs> taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura Styles, three in the WWE, four I, total. I don't think it counts. Like, I'm not <laughs> counting Greatest Royal Rumble as anything. Okay. That's a televised house show. So. It doesn't, like, I hate that we're, like, weighing in. Because I feel like this fact, like, the fact that Greatest Royal Rumble exists factored into people's expectations of this match. I agree with that. Which, like, they thought, okay, we're into match number three. This is going to be the blow-off. Or this is where Nakamura finally gets the win. And, right. Like, you know, I expected that, too. I'm guilty of that as well. Sure. Whereas if you look at this as match number two in the story. Yeah. And we just scrap GRR. Yeah. We treat it like a woman and it just doesn't exist. <laughs> right. Uh <laughs> Then, you know, then I think this is a perfectly fine finish to this match. And yeah. I would also say that this was easily their best match so far. Yeah, I, well, gosh, it's hard to say with these double countout finishes, right? Because it's definitely the best match leading up to it. But th these finishes, for those who didn't see, it was a double low kick. They both nut each other and they're lying there and can't get up for the 10 count. I, hard for me to call this their best match, but I do think you're right. But best not it, it was a match before the finish. That's basically. right, but it just resonates in my mind. Justin, we'll talk about Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe in that Roman Reigns yes. round. So let's just finish up here with Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley taking on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Nothing. 
Uh, you Why said did this happen? Same, same finish, same match that we've seen three times in two weeks. Uh, oh gosh, I have nothing to add to that. I stunned and angled didn't leave this match like you said. It's uh, yeah. yeah. How is there no turn? <laughs> like Lashley didn't turn heel. Nothing, nothing happened. <laughs> Literally nothing happened. Justin, give me a letter Sammy grade. Sammy slapped Kevin Owens. Oh, C minus. Yeah. Maybe even D. I'm going C minus here because I think Miz Rollins is good enough to make. There's pay per views that don't have anything as good as that on it. So, in a way, that's a little bit redemptive. But, yeah, C-minus for me. Um, can I do, like, a little just quick second of overtime as to under, why I feel like... If it's under 30 seconds, yeah. Yes, because here's the thing. Like, we are now three pay-per-views in a row it, within the span of a single month in WrestleMania, the Greatest Royal Rumble, and Backlash, where... Nothing happened. Nothing. No story advancement whatsoever. So why would you want to continue watching this programming when, like, it's just grueling. It's punishing how stale everything feels. Because, like, like if I go to see a Marvel movie, yeah, like you, like you didn't like Thor: The Dark World. No, why? Because it just shuffled the pieces. It didn't actually do anything. No stakes. Exactly. But, yeah. but you go to see a movie like Avengers: Infinity War, you enjoy it a lot because a lot of things happen. Yes. Like you go into a minor fucking pay per view in New Japan, Duntaku, Jericho showed up. There was big things that happened yeah. there. The WWE for the last month. Nothing has happened. It's a really good point, and I don't. I don't feel like people are really talking about this much. But there just isn't advancing. And I, I had said, you know, on the other side of backlash, and I think we got a little bit of it on SmackDown. Thank God this week. But I thought Raw was stale as hell this week. So uh, I hope. Yeah, Raw was Raw was abysmal this week. We're gonna talk a little bit more about Raw over here <laughs> in round number two. Round two, fight. <laughs> Justin, remember at the beginning of the show where uh, I said, try and guess uh, a wrestler's middle name? Yes. Uh, so Bobby Lashley wrestles under his real name. Do you want to take a kick at the can at what uh, Robert Lashley's middle name is? Steven. Incorrect. Joseph. Incorrect. Craig. Incorrect. Brian. Incorrect. I already said Steve. <laughs> well, uh, Justin, there's more than three men's names in the world. <laughs> One of them being Franklin, as Robert Franklin. Robert Franklin. You know what Franklin Lashley. shortens as? Frank? Which also shortens as? Fra? Maybe Fred? I don't know. Where did Fred come from? <laughs> but Frederick. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> no, it definitely and maybe does. Maybe Edward? Can Edward be a Fred? They can be Ted's. Can they be Fred's too? Ah! I just, I'm circling back to my initial Dean Fred Ambrose guess. Oh, I know what you're doing. I'm thinking that maybe I was close to the truth with Lashley there, but also probably not. Well, Anyways, we've, never mind. We've had better bits than that yeah, one, Dave. Yeah, we folks. certainly have. That was, didn't that wrap itself up in a neat little bow? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, really, really, yeah. Uh, you know, a grand slam. Well, this was a super grand slam. Justin, Bobby Lashley has had... Uh, I guess you could say a weird reintroduction to the, the WWE universe. So let, let me ask you this. We're Did I say this on last week's show, or is this something that we talked about privately? I can like, never tell. How fucking crazy is it that you said this over the, the last three weeks, Shelton Benjamin is getting promo time out the wazoo on SmackDown, yeah. and Bobby Lashley gets nothing on Raw? Well, shit, careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, but we'll get into that in a bit. I want to phrase it. I gave a little context here, Justin, as I want to do. Were you watching WWE during Lashley's uh, sort of first run? No. Okay, so, so this return... Is, is mostly fresh to you, I think. You're, you're sort of hyped on him from the TNA stuff you've seen. He obviously looks like a million dollars, shredded, carved out of wax. So you're you're sort of excited based off of those things, yes? Yeah, I thought he, like he, like we said last week or whenever we talked about this, uh, that match that he had with Del Rio at uh, Slammiversary right. was great. Lights out, yeah. And I, I hate Del Rio. Yeah, 
But I think we both uh, on that episode had to give it up for for what was a great uh, a great match and great promos from Bobby beforehand as well. So both of us, I think, uh, excited, proven only by uh, when we did that draft on the show. I took Bobby Lashley in my top ten, if you recall. Oh, I, yeah. I was like, he's he's my he might even be my champion. Boy, I do not feel that way right now. God, what is going on, JMO? You're the wrestling pariah, Justin. Give, give me some sort of you're Vince McMahon for a second. What mm-hmm. is your line of thinking of introducing this very strong man and then giving him this promo on Monday? I know I you know what I like. Yeah. Because I talked about it a lot. Yes. Uh, and every time they kind of re-air like a recut version of it, I'm like, <laughs> there's that promo I like again. <laughs> and they're not going to play it anymore because he's a heel, but sure. when Roderick Strong was a babyface, mm-hmm. anytime they... First, they kind of rolled out this like two-part documentary on him on yeah. NXT, which I've talked about at length. But then that footage comes up a lot yeah. in video packages after the fact as well. Uh, and it's excellent. Because it, it's sort of in the UFC countdown style is what it, it's aping, is where you see the guy in their house, all this sort of thing, or even uh, HBO t- uh, 24-7. And like learn their life story and follow yeah. them around and have them talk about their upbringing and family and what wrestling means to them. And like that is an easy way to make someone relatable. And, and if I relate to them and if I feel something for them, if their story like – triggers something in me emotionally, then I am interested in rooting for that person. That's why I have an affinity for Roderick Strong. Absolutely, and I think Roderick's a great actual comparison to Bobby Lashley here. Well, you know, obviously in optics, maybe not as much so, but guys who throughout their career have sort of had the the vanilla thing tied to them, where the talent's really there, but they don't have any sort of like superstar hook to them. Yeah, so what's going to hook me into Bobby Lashley? What's the one thing in his life that he can talk about his that, sisters. I'm, that I'm going to be like... This is this is of course I, I I see so much of myself in this man. It's gotta be a I see how much wrestling means to him and what it's done sister. for his life, you know. And they settled on yes that he has three sisters and that he is a protective, uh, younger or middle or whatever oh. brother. I don't even know. I think he's, he's the youngest. Okay, is but. I could easily be wrong about this because as this promo was going on, and if you, just to set the stage a little bit, they played a good video package before yes. this. Now, I got pilloried on Twitter. I pilloried you. Yeah, because I tweeted that uh, from the Top Marks account that, I don't know, maybe this package should have aired like three fucking weeks ago when he first came back so we had any clue who this guy was. Right. But people thought you were talking the, about Yeah, because <laughs> they played this thing about him in the army first. <laughs> Which had like a very glossy presentation and a great. professional voiceover and yeah. was like very well done. And then that leads into our sit down with Renee, at which point he starts talking about the sisters. Okay. Let me pause there. Yes. They cut from this video package to a shot of Renee and Bobby sitting across from one another in this locker room. Mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley wearing a nice suit. What do we think of the hat Bobby Lashley's wearing here? You know I like to talk about the gear. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't like, like this PK hat. Subban has kind of rocked a hat like that on P- many occasions. It works for PK Subban. I yeah. feel like for Bobby Lashley, this was not like a tough guy thing. It's too casual, all. too goofy looking. It's just like, this guy's supposed to be a marauder. And now here he is in this like sort of fashionable poor boy hat. Yeah. Not working for me. That's now, fair. Again, just, well, I hate to linger on the appearance. Bobby Lashley eyebrows is the first Twitter suggested search if you search Bobby Lashley's name. Did these stand out to you? Uh, not, uh, I can't think of what his eyebrows look like, okay, but I can so Google it right you now. You do a Google for, Bo- just Google Bobby Lashley eyebrows, and I'm going to talk about what, what I see when I look at Bobby Lashley. So like we talked about, he's wearing this, this poor boy's hat, covering, you know, down to halfway through his forehead. And peeping out from these are 
at least I think they're eyebrows, but they could very well be tattooed on. I feel like we need an expert here to weigh in, some sort of esthetician type. Is that why? To, no, I think he's got eyebrows. Look up this. Very faint. These Look up the exact Renee interview from this week. Just, just YouTube or wh- whatever it is. YouTube the Renee interview to look at exactly how his eyebrows look here. Because they look computer generated. They're not good. Interesting. I wonder if that's why he's always wearing the sweatband. This is an interesting Because it always covers his eyebrows. Uh, this is what I'm getting at, Justin. There's... Fascinating. So this is a guy who I feel like... The... What is your ideal presentation for Bobby Lashley? Uh, he should be... You know, he should be like Braun, basically. I, I think he like, should be on the level of Braun. I think he should be like. I think. Oh like, yeah, that's <laughs> that, that is. Uh, Are those real? I can't tell. <laughs> is that makeup? I have no idea, but I found them immensely distracting. I feel like the better comparison point for Bobby Lashley is Brock Lesnar. This is a guy who now listen. He doesn't have the MMA heights that Brock. Yeah, Lesnar has. when I said Braun, I don't mean that he should be like pulling down the set and destroying no, the but world. But an indestructible. But but a big guy who's like presented on that level because I think like the reason why Braun doesn't have the title right now. Yeah. Other than like this Brock Roman thing is going to move in slow motion until we're dead. <laughs> Like, I, I feel like I will die before this story is over. <laughs> what if you do? <laughs> That'd be the worst. You're on the deathbed and, like, it's still Brock holding the belt, but you know it's Roman. You'd be like, why do I have to die now? <laughs> Awful. Uh, the reason that Braun doesn't have it is, like, who's who's going to challenge him, right? Like, there's nobody who's been presented as a giant on that level. Right. Lashley could be that guy. This like, is, yeah. There's so many people who could be formidable foes for Braun, and he's, like, foremost among them. He's a huge dude. He's so muscular. He's got wider shoulders than Braun. I don't think Lashley's a huge dude. I need to say this. I feel like people talk about Lashley like he... Like, he was dwarfed by Elias, I thought, standing beside him in that segment. Elias is a big dude. I think Lashley's, like, more... Obviously bigger than Neville, but it's just how jacked he is that I find so impressive. So talk about his speed. Talk about how he's the biggest, fastest, most athletic guy who actually has an MMA background. D- did you see this? I saw this on Twitter. Comparing his TNA push to his WWE push, like their initial promo packages introducing them. No. So in TNA, and I'll, I'll be brief here, but his promo package is MVP hyping him up while Lashley does pull-ups and it's just how jacked his back is is what this promo is about. MVP just putting over how this guy is an unprecedented athlete in TNA and then cut to him being like, my sisters used to make fun at me but I love you. Yeah. Oh, What do we do? How is TNA booking something better than WWE? I don't know, man. You got sisters. You explain to me. Okay, listen. I have my sisters. They're not the cornerstone of my personality. No? If they didn't it, teach you how to fight? <laughs> they certainly... Your, your love of your sisters doesn't fuel everything you do in your waking life? Well, no. I mean, no disrespect to my sisters, who I love a great deal. Wow, it doesn't sound like you love them that much. So, Justin, tell, tell me here. What would you do with Bobby Lashley here? He's sitting down in the locker room across from Renee. What is he talking about? I, uh... Just being a super athlete. Right. Because like this the whole hard. the whole military package was about like he he was recruited for his athleticism. He set records. Yeah, hit the athleticism thing. Hit his Bellator record. Like talk about being an MMA fighter and the legitimacy that lends him in the ring. This is not difficult. This is the thing, because you see WWE, I, I said on uh, we had a question the other week about who we could see faltering on the main roster, and I said I could see Velveteen Dream not doing well on the main roster. Not because I don't love Velveteen Dream, I do. I 
bought his shirt. I think he's one of the best in the on NXT. But I could see how main roster could sort of bungle him. I don't fucking get how they could bungle Bobby Lashley. Yeah. This is the exact kind of guy they can push. He's big and strong and jacked. I find this uh, hugely frustrating. But, but Justin, can they redeem Bobby Lashley for you? I mean, yeah, maybe. If he turns heel on his sisters, I guess. <laughs> that I seems hate to be you. where this feud is going. I don't mean to sound like an idiot here and I know that anything can be salvaged but if I was at like an 85 out of 100 for Bobby Lashley's return Mm -hmm. I'm around 20 right now yeah no and I don't feel like that's the wrong idea to have really given one what they've fed you thus far like what is there to cling on to for this guy he seems like an absolute dope Josh yeah I love you <laughs> I mean, who has ever gotten over just being like talking about? I don't know. This was, uh, you know, forever frustrating me. But Justin, what what should they do with Bobby Lashley I mean, look, now? I'm going to talk about something that we talked about on our Avengers. Oh, okay. Uh, bonus episode. Thank you for the kind words on that. Those of you who tweeted yeah, in. Yeah, if you are a donor and you want to listen to that, head on over to Patreon.com/slash/topmarks. There's our plug. Uh, but of course, uh, we talked about. Hawkeye, and how he wasn't in this movie, but he was in uh, Age of Ultron. Right. And they deepened his character and made you care about him and feel things for him by introducing the fact that he has a family. (laughs) Oh, he's a family man, and he's got kids and a wife to think about. It did work for Hawkeye. Yeah, it really did. But, like, I mean... I think the wife and kids thing is different too because like it, that's worked for other people. Kevin Owens just being like, I have siblings. It just like, well, I guess I also have siblings. You know. So does he have to run with this now, or can they just pretend Monday never happened? Uh well, what how, what were the three items? It was a towel, oh god, a helmet. And I a, think was it a broom? Yeah, the third one. Yeah. So maybe that's his ring gear now. Fuck me. He comes out when wearing the helmet. And he's got the towel draped around him, and he's, like, sweeping the broom on his way to the ring. Well, first of all, stay the fuck away from my gimmick, Bobby <laughs> Lashley. Uh, Justin, you're, you're WWE creative. It's Monday morning. What are you doing with Bobby Lashley now to try and re-energize? Because from what I understand, he got signed for a pretty big chunk of change. Yeah. Like, he didn't come cheap because he's giving up his Bellator fighting for it. So so what what are you doing with Bobby Lashley trying to rehab this somewhere? He's got to do something tough, man. He's got to <laughs> – there's got to be some yeah. kind of stunt. Like It, it he, doesn't seem hard, right? No. He, like, I just – like the number one thing I've been into during this return is his like lifting suplex where he keeps the, the guy in the air suplex, for like yeah. twenty seconds. Yeah, it's an amazing feat. It looks it's incredible. An incredible display of athleticism and and you know strength. Absolutely, I need a feat of strength from Bobby <laughs> Lashley that's character driven. So him like doing something good to help someone. Can yeah. I? Can I tell you my situation? Like, this here? is simple, right? Like, uh, can I tell you how I fix them, Justin? How I have them. It's it's Monday. Okay. You have them wearing that headband backstage and storming around. Okay. You have the fashion police come up to him mm-hmm. and they're like, "Wow!" And they start writing him a ticket, okay, for his headband, making a big deal about this. Mm-hmm. And then you have Bobby Lashley kick the fucking shit out of Breezango. Zero joking. These jokey, happy characters. You have them lay in a lariat. You have them throw him into a locker. You have them stall suplex one of them onto the floor and stand up and be like, write me another ticket and storm off. That's the opposite of what I said. Well, I'm saying this is, I turn him heel okay. and have him destroy baby faces. Yeah, but what if, the, if you were going to turn him heel, he should have done that at the end of the fucking Braun but tag We're match. talking about on Monday what I they guess. can do I guess. to rehab and you build him as a heel to go opposite Braun Strowman and you have him beat Braun Strowman for me. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't, that seems really, 
that seems very difficult. He seems far away from that right now. Yeah, he seems he? extremely far away from being a main event level heel. I know people are bitching about like, wow, Daniel Bryan just feels like another guy right now. I know how you could get, get me interested in him. Go ahead, JMO. You have him this coming Monday. I have Seth Rollins go out and lay down the uh, IC title open oh. challenge once again. Okay. And the, I have Bobby Lashley answer it. Because yeah. that's the number one way that he's going to win my respect right now is having a blow-away match. And Seth is giving people the opportunity to have that every week. This is week. great. This, yeah, that's a great idea. I think as long as you can somehow have him go heel in that instance afterwards. It's just like that's the step. That's the first step to rehabilitation right now. Yeah, I think that's a, a great call. But either way, they got to do something with this guy because there's obviously an upside to him. And to watch him just get bungled like this. I, I Like, you should shoot whoever put this on creative. I thought this was one of the worst segments of the year. Yeah, I mean, if I were to have him answer the open challenge, I'd have it like look like he's going to win, and then some heel interrupts, basically. So we get a, uh, not a clean finish. And that was 15 minutes. Yeah, I didn't think we'd be able to do it on the on the Lash Man himself. Well, we... <laughs> Eyebrow Lashley. Yeah. Uh, we did more than... Uh, I felt like I could have gone on for a while there. About I, don't, I, I guess... Yeah, we probably could have. I, I wanted you to cut a promo about your own sisters, but we didn't get to that. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> My God. What, how is that a gimmick anyway? Justin, let's get back to... He's to, the sister lover. Oh, my gosh. Bob, <laughs> making his way to the ring, Bobby, the sister lover, <laughs> Lashley. Uh, accompanied by the, to the ring by sister... Abigail, it's Bobby. Uh, Justin, let's uh, return here to a, a segment that... Yeah. Uh, what if he had a fourth sister? <laughs> Abigail. Abigail. Yeah. Wow. And he joins uh, the deleter of worlds. Yeah, this sucks too. Uh, <laughs> Justin, people have been asking, where where is Keep It or Kid? You don't want where? Broken Bobby? I kind of do. <laughs> yeah, at this point, <laughs> someone who just like <laughs> leans into full camp about how much he loves his sisters, <gasps> oh. and he's like, he's got the Matt smile going, and he's just like, I love you. Oh. No, I don't like this. Justin, but what I do <laughs> like is a game called Keep It or Kick It, Justin, yes. which is a game where, where uh, you or I draft up a list of roughly 20 to 25 items for the other one, and uh, the other person has to rapid fire say whether they, they like the thing, they love it, a.k.a. they keep it, or they hate it. They don't want to see any more of it. They kick it. Do you understand how this game works, Justin? I do, yeah. Then cue the music, because it's time. All right. For Keep It or Kick It. Justin, yeah. are you ready to go? Let's go. Bobby Lashley starting a faction with his three abusive sisters. <laughs> Kick it. NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa. Keep it. Cody Rhodes versus Nick Aldis for the NWA title at All In. This was my own idea. <laughs> You're throwing it back in my face. Well, no, I've said on the show a million times, I think you have to have that NWA belt on, yeah. on uh, Cody. And Nick Aldis uh, is in Chicago in advance of the presser on Sunday. Correct. So he, they could do something with him. Uh, I think that would be... Maybe not the best, but see, you can still have a big marquee match on All In without Cody being in it. I agree. And like second or third from the top is Cody winning his dad's belt. That would be incredible. So is that That's a, a keep it. Sasha Banks as Raw Women's Champion by SummerSlam. Keep it. Xavier Woods on 205 Live. <sighs> could use his talking ability. I know they want to push Big E in a singles run right now. Um, there's also, like, too many tag teams mm -hmm. to do everything in the tag division. On SmackDown, yeah. Yeah, and if uh, Sanity's going to get thrown in there, too. Um, and, of course, the Bludgeon Brothers are going to keep smashing up action figures. <laughs> uh, then, I, yeah, I could see that. That might not be a bad thing. We'll keep it. 
people power. The return of John Laurinaitis? No, just people power in general. Oh, people, I love it. Keep it. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre as the Raw Tag Team Champions. Big time keep it. Ugh. Sami Zayn face turn. Uh, how soon? Uh, just in general? In the next month. In the next month. Yeah, I guess there's been some dissension. and I, Yeah, I mean, it's so stupid that they even turned him heel in the first place, really. Like, SmackDown has just been a mess. For he's utterly year. killed it, but yeah. Yeah, I yeah, he's, he has been ex excellent. Yeah, yeah. Too. I'm not saying it's... No, a, no, I just wanted to... But yes. Um, yeah, I, I could go either way on this one, but I'll say keep it. Wrestle or uh, Undertaker singles matches, not at WrestleMania. They're going to do it. The rumor is they want him to work five matches this year. He's already done two. What? So three more Taker matches in this calendar year. I did not know that. Yeah. Do you think you could do it? I would kick the fuck out of this, but this isn't me to answer it. What are you saying, Justin? Uh, Undertaker singles matches not at WrestleMania. I'll say keep it. He could do one more at SummerSlam. A Vicky Guerrero return. Um, Keep it. Yeah, I like Vicky. I'm with you. Uh, the opinion that Bret Hart is a better wrestler than Ric Flair. Ooh. Yeah, keep it. Love it. Dean Ambrose returning as a heel. I'd say kick it. Carmella. I need the turn to come later. Yeah. Carmella having a long reign as champion. Ooh. See, I th I threw this at you not yeah. that long ago. Yeah. And I thought it would be a natural keep it. But that match was so bad. <laughs> so bad. It was bad. so bad. I, I just I don't know that she can continue having those matches for she can't. a reign. She can't. No. They, they have to do... Like multi woman, yeah. It has like it can't be a one on one match again. No, like, if Charlotte can't do it, no one can. Yeah, maybe Oscar. But then, but like Charlotte didn't do anything in that match. You know, like she. No, I know. Like she, Charlotte needs to carry the match. Basically, we didn't even. We didn't even talk about the booking of Charlotte beating Asuka and then Carmella beating Charlotte clean immediately, <laughs> and Asuka. <laughs> I, I think it's good that like people point at Daniel Bryan or Asuka and say like. Well, they feel like just ordinary people nah. on the roster I now. don't feel that way about Daniel Bryan. But I kind of do think it's true of Asuka a little bit. Yep. But I also think that's good. It's like a liberating thing. You can do more interesting things with her booking now instead of everything being built around the streak. So but Carmella but, having a long reign as champ? Ah, uh, kick it. Rhino and Slater breaking up. I like them. I really like them together. I, w I w wish they did more of them. Keep it. No, kick it. Kick rather. it, yeah. Uh, 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 a return to WWE for Emma. Ooh. She's doing very well on the indies right now, Is I she? would say. Good. Yeah, it seems like she's working a ton, unlike, uh, unlike Ryback. Where's Darren Young? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Where is it? I, I like Emma. I want her to, yeah, eventually, yes, do come back. Keep it. Rusev splitting with Aiden English to team with Lana. Oh, I know that's what they want to do, but I I don't know. I'm going to say kick it. I love Aiden English. Marty Skrull joining NXT in 2018. <sighs> this year. Kick it. Ryback, WWE return. Oh, keep it. Yes. A Samoa Joe face turn. Yes, keep that. And finally... Andrade Cien Almas winning Money in the Bank. Ooh. No, I want Miz to win. Kick it. And that was Keep It or Kick It. <laughs> and with that, Justin, why I feel like I, I, it's supposed to be more rapid fire. I really broke it down. You threw some real heady stuff at me this Hey, week, when we though. take a break, I can bring the, the meat, you that's know? True. This, this was a steak dinner. This isn't the McDonald's I'm usually bringing by. That's true. That's true. So uh, now that uh, we can drive on through. Yeah, of course. There was one gentleman that we didn't talk about oh. in that Keep It or Kick It. Go ahead. 
And that's because we're going to talk all about them in round number three. Round three. Fight. Justin, we ignored him in the backlash in the round. We ignored him in keep it or kick it. But we can ignore Roman Reigns no longer. Uh, why don't we start with the Samoa Joe match at backlash? It was, uh, it was just, it was so dull. No, okay. It was the perfect encapsulation of Roman Reigns right now because it was boring. It was, it was nothing happening. Very similar to the Carmella Charlotte match. It, it was, was just like a long chin lock. Do you think this was the worst match on this card? When you weigh in expectations, I think obviously in a vacuum it's not as bad as Nia, Alexa, or Charlotte Carmella. But when you, in terms of like total net positioning. And everything was this the yeah, worst? I yeah. think it was the main event. I mean, it's it's the match I had the most expectation for, right? And therefore, it's the most disappointing. I gotta so, get yeah. this out of the way at the top. Do you remember on last week's show? I said one thing I did like about these co-branded pay-per-views was that it would put some focus on the WWE title on uh, pay-per-views where Brock wasn't there because yeah. obviously the WWE title would main event. Yeah, boy, was I wrong. It turns out uh, Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe main event backlash on Sunday and put on a match that just because of the finish though in that match though I would assume yeah. I hope. Yeah, man. If we get a if we get a pay per view like in the next little while where there's like a WWE title match with a conclusive finish where Roman Reigns that Roman over. Reigns no belt like Roman versus Jinder main events Money in the Bank <laughs> I could see it I could see it no the I think the men's Money in the Bank match will main event Money in the Bank so unless it's a same night cash in in which case right. the title match would have to go on right. last so here's how I view what happened in this match because we've seen Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns have good matches for mm. the, for the IC belt. Uh, and and just uh, grudging on on Raw. Here's what it came across as to me: is the the backstage said, "Okay, Joe, we need you." And maybe I'm just a Joe apologist here, but I do feel like because I've had good matches, this should have delivered. I feel like Joe went out there with the goal to get Roman cheered. Is that how this came across to you? Yeah, like Joe would slow things down so much that people would just be dying for a Roman Reigns comeback, Superman to, punch to see anything, right? Because uh, I mean, we talked about this during. Charlotte and uh, Carmella. Carmella also. It's like their one way to get heat is to just like, make sure you slow everything down to a crawl and nothing is happening at all. But this just, if no one cares and no one wants it, just look at the entrances. Go watch Joe's entrance versus Roman Reigns' entrance that night. Joe, 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 Joe. woke that crowd back up just with his entrance. Like, this crowd was dead by this point after an electric opening with Miz and Seth. They were just dead. Mm -hmm. And for Joe's entrance, they came alive again. And, yeah, you really stressed this during the backlash round. It is important to note, this was a crowd that wanted to see a good show tonight. Like, if you had given anything, they would have been into it. Instead, they're just, like, piling to the exits in this match. Oh, yeah. Well, I think you probably saw some of the clips going around, too, that, that, like, as Roman gets the third count there, the pin after the spear, like, people are pouring out of the arena. Like, they... They don't give a shit. uh, Do you give a shit? I mean, in so much as that it made me mad. Right. I mean, look, I outlined exactly why Joe should win this match last week. Yeah. Uh, Just reiterate for those who may not have uh, heard. That, like, you know, he's a guy who's heading to a new show to be the top heel there. The Destroyer. If he's leaving and is coming in as the Destroyer, he needs to come in as the the fucking kill on his... You know, notched on his belt. This was was so bizarre to me. I will say one nice thing about the match: the the drive by when Roman goes to that drive by and Joe catches him in the coquina clutch through the ropes. I thought that was a cool moment, the the literal soul cool moment of this match. I thought, 
but really, really very little for me here. And and I think this reaches to a bigger problem, which I think fans have been talking about for four years or so, which is the Roman Reigns issue in WWE. So where do you come at this from, Justin? Where have you been with Roman Reigns over these past couple of years? I mean, I didn't like it two years ago. Right. But I didn't like it from the start either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a time last year where I would have said and probably did say on this show, mm. like... You go to house shows, he's over. Like, he gets cheered yep. by kids and women and, honestly, men, too. Like, he's... And was having good matches on paper. And was having a slew of good matches. Just a run of terrific matches, really. The Braun Strowman feud in our discussion for Feud of the Year last yeah, year. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a couple years removed now, but I still think Roman versus Seth at Money in the Bank is an outstanding match. Um, and, like, he's had some really good ones, but lately... No. Well, and and even even okay, I'm trying to think of like where the slide started because a year ago I would have said like give it up Smarks, you lost. Right. Like there's there's no reason to continue to harbor these ill feelings. It's not reflective of reality. It was almost delusion at a Yeah, point. absolutely. And and there has been a, a lengthy stretch of this where Fans have just talked themselves into hating this guy because they want to hate him. Well, of course. Like, people were chanting, you can't wrestle at him after he'd had, like, multiple great matches. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, like, of course, anybody hates someone because they want to hate them. But uh, No, like, but I get what you mean. Yeah, they're, the, like, blinded by the desire to hate someone, and it's not based on, like, It's like narrative. if I was still hating Seth Rollins exactly. right now. It's exactly. It's like, no, he's doing well. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, but... There's been a slide and a significant slide, and I don't know. It must have started around Elimination Chamber when he won Elimination Chamber and pinned yeah. Braun, and I don't think that was a popular decision. No, it was a good match, but yeah. Um, but you know, Braun did all the heavy lifting, and then Roman beat Braun, and no one wants to see Braun lose to anyone, yeah, especially finish. not Roman, uh, because like even in his feud with the Miz. Like, Roman was still having good matches, uh-huh. oh, yeah. good promos. It was a good program. Think of his one, uh, the the first sort of shooty promo against Brock Lesnar. I think people liked that. We all thought that he was going to win the title at WrestleMania. Miz would stay on Raw. Miz would be the first program for Roman as champion. Yeah. And, like, that would be great because it was a continuation of something that we'd already seen was very good. And instead, we're just, like, floating in limbo because... The whole build to WrestleMania was bad for him, and everything after Mania has been terrible to the point where we talked about this last week. But like, and I said Dean at the time, mm. it's it it's arguable right now. Like, whose character is being killed more by having worked with Brock between Dean and Roman? Well, okay, so I still think it's Dean in terms of whose character was hurt more because this guy. Do you remember the build to that where he had like Foley yeah, and everybody Terry Funk. was like anointing him as the new top guy, the next, the new, maybe not top guy, but the new like hardcore beloved, aggressive, edgy guy, and then to go out and have a match that just wasn't that was crippling. I really think it was. So, but but I mean Roman Reigns. If we were to say, hey, last year, oh, Smarks, you were wrong. He's having the good matches. These Lesnar matches suck. They're they do. awful. They, they they just aren't good. The Mania ones sucked. The Greatest Royal Rumble ones sucked. The Next- blood in the Mania one was cool. Sure. Uh, but how? But again, what is the difference here from that first one at the Mania where Seth catches in, where they're having fun? These guys have both gotten worse. How did this happen? Yeah. 
It, like, is this a matter of? Bro- I mean, like, I think I think it is a matter of Brock just being lazy now, because I don't know that the Brock of today has it in him to have the match at Mania 31. I'm pretty sympathetic to the explanation that he's gearing up for an MMA fight right now, and so he doesn't want to get beaten up too much in these matches. Yeah, but that's not a. Then you can't have this guy as your champion. You well, he's, cannot. He's just erasing the CM Punk record at this point, right? What but, do you but, mean? It, but, but it doesn't mean anything. Wait, do you think he's going to beat the Punk longest streak? Absolutely. But he'll no. do it having defended his title like maybe six times. Oh my god, he is going to do that. How close is he? He's like pretty close. He's had it for more than a year now. Oh my god. He's like three months away. If he defends his title at SummerSlam... I hadn't considered this. That's all it is at this point. But the thing is, oh my Punk God. made his title the top title by defending it. Like Even if it wasn't the main event, oh. he was still the top champ because people were into it. And he was there doing it all the time. Not no make- one gives a shit about this universal title. Not to make this into a CM Punk round, as I probably would want to do every week. But do you remember that promo he cut about how... He's like, I'm not even the longest reigning champ of the modern era. I'm just the longest reigning champ. And he talks about how, like, compared to Bruno San Martino, he's defended his title a hundred times. Always like, the, if I would have been champ back then, I would have been champ for 30 years. Like, think of think of my defenses, and th- that rings uh, very accurate to this Brock Lesnar reign. But I mean, think of the entire run of the Universal Title. Oh, it begins it's with Finn Balor for a day. For a day. Yeah. Then it goes to Kevin Owens, who's made to look like a complete bitch the it entire time he has doesn't it. defend it in a singles match clean once. And then it goes to Goldberg, who <laughs> right. no one wants to see have it. <laughs> right. And he holds it for a month. And then it goes to Brock, who's just never fucking there. Yeah. Why should anyone give a shit about this title? Well, it's weird because I don't know if this makes me sort of a mark or whatever you want, but I am a guy who kind of feels like the titles are in flux. Like, I feel like the IC belt has been the title on, on Raw for. for for a while. Yeah, like, absolutely. Ever since Miz's run. And I know some people are like, well, no, just positioning on the card. Not really. Like, what? what is, like you say, the legacy of this universal title? It means w- nothing. Like, somebody taking it off Brock will feel big, I suppose. But, but, but like, the like, run. I, don't get me wrong. I loved it on Owens with the Jericho thing. Like, that was great I TV. didn't. I, I liked the, the act, but I didn't think the universal title should have been involved in, like, a comedy angle, effectively. Uh, not, not that it was full comedy, but I think you know what I mean here. Like, it wasn't serious I don't know, enough. It's the biggest thing on the show, so I thought it should have that belt. Mm-hmm. We could have a separate discussion We've about that. We've had it before. Yeah. <laughs> this but it's about Roman yes. and his character because like he, I don't think anyone could make it work the character that he's been given over the last month the promos that he's had on Raw oh since God. Mania like think about how good he was on the Raw after Mania last year yeah. after he beat The Undertaker and he didn't even have to say anything no. he just had that place basically eating out of the palm of his hand Fully. getting a negative reaction but like a seemingly intended negative reaction that he was able to milk and like make something out of. This year, he's told he has a rematch in a cage match, Ugh. and I had to find out about it on social media. But you know what, Justin? I think you actually brought this up in the chat today, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it was Brodo, but one or the other. The Iconics writing isn't great, but they're performing shitty material really well. But the and thing is, it fits their character. Yeah, true. Talking like, about how Brock Lesnar isn't coming to work over do, and over. Like doing, like they're they're be, they're being written as snotty bitches, and they can play the character well enough that the writing doesn't matter. Right. What's Roman being written as? A whiner right yeah, now, just, really. Uh, insubordinate whiner. Like yeah. A guy who feels like he 
you know, a guy who gets every opportunity in the world and still feels like he's the most hard done by piece of shit yeah, ever. It's it's very confusing. I'm going to ask you a hard question here, okay? And I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Go but, for it. But without turning him heel, how do you rehab Roman Reigns? <laughs> I don't, I I honestly I don't know that there's a way right now. Let me now. phrase it this way. Do you think you or the audience will cheer for him against Jinder? No. Do you think Jinder is going to get cheered against Roman Reigns? Yes. Wow. Yeah. And, like, they treat it like it's an isolated thing. Like, And, of course, this, a town like Montreal, it's going to be more noticeable. Yeah, turn but, it out. But everyone is booing him now. Like, everyone. Yeah. It's crazy. It feels worse than ever in some ways, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, because it's it's stuck. It's exactly what I said about this pay-per-view cycle. Nothing is happening. How do they have the roster they have right now, and the universal title is just Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns forever? Forever. It's never going to be anyone else. <laughs> Where like, is... Save us, CM like, Punk. Like, 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 it will never be anyone else except those two guys. And maybe Braun again. Let me ask you this. Do you think the guy who's going to take it off Brock Lesnar is on the main roster right now? Ooh, that's a... Pro- I'm, yeah, pro- it's probably Roman. Oh like, who, el- who else can it be? Like, the, the problem is, <laughs> like, I can't believe that I'm mad that he didn't win the title at Mania. And I said that after Mania. But it's like, I just want this to be over. You want the inevitability era yes, to be done with. Just done. Well, finish. And not only that, there's still, like, the F5 were still probably would put down anyone but Roman in one, right? Mm-hmm. And yet Roman eats five, six, seven. It's just, it's booking to the point of insanity to a point. And this is punishingly stale. Oh, I mean. Like, it, it's, I say that not, you know, I'm not. N- like I'm very carefully choosing the word punishing because it feels like we're being punished to have to watch this. It does feel that way. I, I I'll just speak for myself to the question that I asked you off the top. I don't think I've ever been uh, more active in disliking Roman Reigns than I am right now. And I'm not trying to sound like any sort of hipster here, but I do remember when people really loved him in the Shield. I was mm. like. The other two guys are way better. Like, they're way better. And I remember having this argument, people like, no, no, Roman is like a star. And I was like, I guess so, man. But, like, I really think it's... You can remember me in the chat, like, telling Brendan to just get over it. Right. Uh, But, indeed, I think I was proven wrong. Like, this Roman Reigns push is... It needs to end. Like, I need it to end quickly because Raw is stale. And I just need him... Just... When they every time Corey Graves teases that he might deserve another kick at the Universal Title. Oh my God! When they went off the air on Backlash, thinking, "Oh, oh he beat Bro- I mean, he beat Joe, so another shot at Brock must be next." Oh, it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> you have like PTSD for it. At I, this point. It's like you know we do this show every week. Yeah. And that's why I feel like I watch this programming every week now. It's not out of pl- like this past week has just been. Like, those three shows in a row, Smack- I, SmackDown was not the worst, yeah. but, like, Raw was bad, Backlash was bad. That's a seven-hour investment over the course I of, know. like, 36 hours. It, it was so For weird. two shows that are just brutal. It was so bizarre to me, because last night, uh, a day late, but but nonetheless, I was watching NXT, and I was just like, this is one hour, and it was all good. Like, I wonder if we didn't do the show or my life was different, if I would, if there's a version where I just watched CZW and NXT. If and that's no like, Raw. Or, like, no WWE content besides NXT. Yeah, maybe maybe things would be better that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just got to turn him heel. There's not... It's, it's like, I don't know what else you could do. Because, the, like, the top baby face is obviously Braun. It, 
It's not like there's nobody here that fits the parameters of what you're looking for. Go off, King. It's Braun. It's been Braun for a fucking year. <laughs> it really has. Jesus been. Christ. Uh, Justin, should we take a little break here before we jump into the the mailbag? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Okay. Questions. Man, thanks again for the Sandman beer koozie. This thing is, this thing is great. I'll tweet out a picture of it. Yeah, later, absolutely. Uh, from the top marks account, so they can see exactly. Please do. Uh, how great it is. Uh, Justin, you ready to get into some uh, le questions? Uh, as the French say. Oh, sorry. Did le, I? Le question. I guess I haven't brought up on the show before that I'm bilingual, have I? Yes. Yes. Oh, I have? No, you have not. I was confirming yeah. that you haven't. I speak perfect French, so I didn't oh, really. To... Yeah, yeah. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, I, anything. Uh, just out, I can say anything in French. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, what about uh, elimination chamber? Uh, yeah, that would be le chambre elimination. <laughs> so that one's easy. Oh, uh, good to know I had that right. All uh, my name is Josh. Is just je m'appelle Josh. That's okay. kind of a fun one. Okay. Uh, so yeah, very easy for me. How do you say uh, I we eat should, the pizza? I think we should get to some questions <laughs> uh, before we run out of time. Of to yeah. Uh, so our first question this week, it's time for the Twitter mailbag, Justin. Okay. I love this part of the show. Je mange le pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you sure do, man. I love the pizza too. <laughs> J'aime le pizza. <laughs> okay. <laughs> first question this week comes to us from Mitch Pollock at Mitchell Black on Twitter. Oh, our good friend Mitch. Oh man, uh, producer for for Q. Which yeah, we, we never talk about that. We never mention his job. We never talk about the guy's occupation. No, only uh, every time he writes in. Every single time, and always with a great question. <laughs> this week, no exception, as he asks. Just saw the movie Trainwreck and thought John Cena was pretty good in it. Yeah. I thought John Cena was pretty good in that John movie. John Cena was very good in that movie. He looks huge. Yeah, uh, he's super funny in it. I agree. He's playing Dolph Ziggler. But that's not a question. <laughs> so he is sort of late, right? That's well, she did date Dolph Ziggler. I don't think Dolph Ziggler is that guy. Yeah, she said the sex was too athletic with him, <laughs> which is honestly something I can understand. Like, you know, first eight minutes, baby, but like my arms are getting tired. <laughs> uh, and Mitch's question—nothing to do with that, though. Mitch's question is: What kind of movie and what kind of role? Does John Cena win his first Oscar for? Oh, wow. So, wow, this is a lot, a lot, a lot of moving pieces to this one, wouldn't you say, J-Mo? Yeah, very much so. So it's got to be a serious role, right? Yeah, he's got to play like a historical figure. Can we think of like a, a period in history or oh, like wow. an important person in like American history Okay, that John Cena can play? That isn't the angle I was going to take with it. No? No. So, uh, but I'll happily like try and... What about Ulysses S. Grant? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's the American history fellow, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. Well, well, I'll let me think more on this so a little bit. I was thinking, what about uh, like the the American Alien comic run of Superman, like a darker Superman? Okay. Uh, so he sort of your Dark Knight of Superman movies, because Heath Ledger got the nom. So could John Cena as Superman? Given a dark and edgy performance, maybe get get that. That seems achievable. Um, I don't know. I I think Heath Ledger, like I don't. That's a that's a special thing, you know. I don't Are you think... saying Heath Ledger's a better actor than John Cena? <laughs> I just might. Though. Wow. We never saw. We that's the big tragedy. Yeah. Is that we never got to see Heath Ledger star in a Marine movie. Yeah, we'll never know if he's a better actor than John <laughs> Cena or not. It's too bad. <laughs> yeah. Too soon. Oh yeah. Heath he Ledger was... in the uh, in the. The relaunch of 12 rounds <laughs> would have been spectacular. <laughs> Only the good die guy. <laughs> uh, okay, so what's your answer then, J-Mo? I'm going with like a dark Superman, some sort of take on a super. What about a soldier? He seems like he can play a soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I just I want him like covered in 
prosthetic makeup, right? Okay. So it's like super convincing. All right. Like like in the same way that like uh Benjamin Button. Uh no, you know what? We're just gonna remake the Churchill movie that came out this year. <laughs> Wait, the one like that just Yeah, with there. Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> that why we're gonna remake it already? Yeah. It just won Oscars. Well, exactly. That's what they like though, right? They like that kind of thing. What about a sequel? Oh, Churchill 2? Churchill Jr. <laughs> Churchill Jr. And it's about Churchill's kid, Churchill Jr. And he's played by John Cena? That's right. Or John Cena has to look after Churchill Jr. Oh, it's like a babysitter John situation. Cena is like uh, the secret service agent. Yes! <laughs> and it's set in like 19, you know, whenever. The the mid-1900s. Yeah, 1950 or so. Yeah. Maybe you know, the after the war. the war. Or should it be set during the war? I remember my dad once was like buying a couch, and all he said about it was like pre-war. I was like, okay, <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's pre-war. Okay, okay. Uh, but yes, it's called. Uh, <laughs> what did we call it? On to the next question, Justin. Uh, you want to read this one to me? Churchill Jr. Is yeah, that what the movie yeah. was. Yeah, and John Cena plays not Winston Churchill Jr. <laughs> Winston Churchill Jr.'s bodyguard. Exactly. Slash babysitter. Exactly. And they go on a wacky ride through Australia. <laughs> they go from England to Australia. <laughs> but it's got that. Churchill flavor That's, to it that yes. the Oscars love. Yeah, Gary Oldman has a cameo. <laughs> yeah. What what's happening with my son? <laughs> he sounds like in this movie. Why are we in Australia? <laughs> I'm Winston Churchill Senior. It's <laughs> a disaster. I love it. I want to see it. Sounds like a great flick. Oh, this one comes to us from Coca-Cola LLC, our gender fluid listener whose gender, gender is, is a, a fluid. fluid. Hey Michael. He says, what is your favorite championship belt in wrestling, past oh. or present? And what is the worst belt? Gosh. Well, I think the worst belt is that Greatest Royal Rumble belt. Yeah, it's pretty horrific. Or the original Divas title, the Butterfly Divas belt. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of some bad ones. Uh, oh, um, was it TNA that had the tag belts that were two halves? <laughs> I forget where it had that. That might have been Shakara, actually. I don't know. It might have been Shakara. That was awful um yeah the tna belts that was like gfw belts with an impact sticker on top yeah that's that's uh that's pretty cornball but i don't know i think for best though uh what sticks out to me is always like you're always i'm always going to be gravitating to what i thought was awesome when i was a kid oh yeah and so it would be like the attitude era yeah belt the circle eagle yeah um mine I I hate I, I recognize how I sound saying this pick, so I'm sorry, but uh, it's the ten pounds of gold, baby, like the original NWA title. It it just looks like the belt to me with all the flags on it. I love the shape; it sort of stands out to me in there. And guys, when they hold it, no matter what, when when Nick Aldis holds it, no matter who it is, like they just look like it still looks important to me. That belt, it feels sort of like this last vestige of something. And I think it'll always be my favorite for some reason. All right. So, would you be stoked to see it if it was on All In? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would have heavily kept that. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Aldis versus Cody's the match to make. I think it's more interesting. What are going to do Cody? They're going to do Cody and Omega in New Japan. Why would exactly. you? Exactly. Why on earth would that be the desired match there? It doesn't make any sense to me. You're going to do it in the on the one program where you can't build more to it? I don't get that line of thinking at all. But again, I follow the NWA shit. I watch 10 pounds of gold more than I think most people do, so it seems like a big deal to me. Plus, I'd love it off of Aldis. So, yeah, that would be all great for me. <laughs> Plus, I've said on this show, I think, two or three times, I think the move, if I'm Billy Corgan with it's the NWA. It's Cody. Go defend this in every territory like the old man used to do. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> sorry to rant there. And no, no. is my favorite. That's great. Justin, are you ready for our next question? <laughs> absolutely. Does it come to us from? Our, it comes from horrendous and shambling Scoots Broda. Oh, that's... I don't mean... Hey, why would you talk about him that way? No, but it wasn't me. He said it in his name. I don't know. You said it. No, you know I love Scoots Broda. Okay, fine. It's nothing... It just says that. All right. Nothing to do with no, me. Yeah, it's fine. Here's the question, rude boy. I mean, don't... You're going to talk about Scoots Broda that way? No, I'm talking say, about I'm you. I'm the rude boy. You're a rude boy. You're the rude boy. I have great manners. You just showed yourself to be the rude boy, how you described Scoots Broda. Excuse me, please. Everyone knows I am not rude. Thank you. All right. Do you well, hear how many manners I just used? Carry on with the tweet then, bud. Which wrestler's gimmick would you give to Bobby Lashley to get him over? But that wrestler now has Bobby Lashley's gimmick of looking into the camera at the end of every promo <laughs> and saying, I love you. <laughs> so let me say this. I think there is someone who could get over ending every promo with I love you. Yeah. For sure. Like in an annoying way. Like, and don't you forget. I, WWE Universe. I love you. Oh, it's like brother love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, in less of a sappy way in my mind. But yeah, okay. So who's who would whose gimmick would you give to Bobby Lashley? Now let, let's for the sake of interest, you make the question good. Let's try and like not totally devalue one guy. Let's try to yeah. like help along two people here because we could just saddle them with some you know. So let's who who could be helped by the I love you? Maybe that's a good way to start. Um, Elias maybe. Well, we were talking about I don't, Elias's gimmick wouldn't help. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Lashley. Lashley. Yeah, He's no, not you're right. playing guitar. You're right. Uh, we were talking about how Brock Lesnar is like how uh, Lashley should be presented. Yeah. So, but then if Lesnar was saying "I love you," it, it would be like no, it would be like psychotic. It would be like in a serial killer. Is it Heyman doing it? Uh, no, Heyman cuts the promo, and then at the end, <laughs> Lesnar looks directly into the camera <laughs> and says. <laughs> <laughs> I love you or Dude, however Brock talks it would be so deeply fucked up <laughs> if Brock Lesnar of all people was just like I love you <laughs> I'm kind of into it so okay we're swapping Brock Lesnar I don't know there's gotta be someone better who could actually like do something funny with it as a comedy act yeah but how do you get a comedy act onto Bobby Lashley without that's, it sucking that's true that's very true. I don't think it. I don't think you can. So I, Brock, I love you, Lesnar. Is his new gimmick then? I think so. <laughs> He's just holding the belt while being, uh, while having. I don't know. Is that like Mike Kanellis's gimmick though? I think it sort of is. Okay. Well. The greatest. The greatest. This one comes into us from Andrew Dalbert, who says, "Hello." Uh, with Saudi Arabia now conquered, which brutal regime will the <laughs> WWE grovel to on bended knee to make a few bucks with next? I'm thinking it's got to be either North Korea or Spain. Um, yeah, yeah, North Korea, that'd be a hell of a show. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who do you think North Korea would really like on the <laughs> roster? 
Who do you think's like North Korea's guy? North Korea uh, loves Jason Jordan. <laughs> yeah, I bet you're right. They have like news reports on oh. their TV about how Jason Jordan is a great hero to the people of North Korea. Oh my god, I have nothing to add. I totally <laughs> think that's true. Um, and I bet they hate, I don't know, who would they hate? Maybe Velveteen Dream? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I literally know nothing about the people of North Korea. Oh, it's like a big blank spot in the world. You've never had North Korean barbecue? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a good joke. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Justin? Who's who's there anybody who you think would be sort of in a gray zone at worst that you could see WWE doing a deal with? Uh, I mean, I don't even know really who else is in that tier. I guess. I mean, I mean, like, yeah, I I don't know. I'm not sure. They they they'll probably like do a show in like Israel or something. And yeah, be, I, it's just like I think that that's God's chosen people. Yeah. Though I don't think they're a brutal dictatorship. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no obviously not. Yeah, they're they're just. God's but like you know, people. that's just that's just a place where sometimes people are like, nah, I I, don't, I would rather not. Yeah, you know? very fair. Justin, our next question this week comes to us from uh, Brandon O'Connor at C on Twitter, and he asks. Seems like the way Seth is talking and the way they've been handling the intros, etc., to his matches, that they're trying to elevate the IC title. How would you feel if the Universal became a Big Four only title and the IC title was the top strap on Raw? Now, Justin, I'm going to lump this in with another question we got this week because I feel like they hit home on a similar thing. Okay. 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 Uh, and this one comes to us from Craig Tamble at Fruits Are Edible, and he asks. With pay-per-views being dual-branded, should WWE get rid of some belts? I say drop the U.S. championship due to only having and only having one tag team championship to declutter the pay-per-views. One on the women's side, unify the championship belt and give them a secondary title. What say the good friends? Okay, so let's lump these together and say, is there a title situation that would be better for WWE, do you think? I mean... The thing that he's saying there is that there would only be one tag title and only one top women's title, basically, right? Yeah. And both rosters would vie for it. The way to do that and have it, like, actually be pretty good, I think, is, like, every single month there's, like, competitions on each show to get – to be, like, the top seed – to get the shot at like winning the the next number one contendership match. You might remember from the Brand Split show, I'm a big fan of the champion goes to both shows. Yeah. I like this idea yeah, of yeah. going down to one belt, and the champ is on both. If you are the challenger, they, the champion will go to whichever you need. Uh, to to uh, Brandon's idea of the Universal being a big four only pay-per-view. I mean, that's basically what we're getting right now. I, I don't like it because I feel like in some way, like scarcity is a value add in the real world. And I don't want it like clearly elevated above the WWE title where it's like the WWE title is always here and the Universal is every four. I think, I think there should be only one main title. I think the Universal and world should be put together. And again, the champ should go to both shows. Yep. I would probably be on board with that at this point. Uh, how about going down to one tag belt? Um, yeah, like I said, like you have a divisional thing on both shows, and the top seed on each show goes head-to-head. The winner of that match gets the title match for next month. You can build next month's challenger but in the like undercard before your title match like every pay-per-view. Yeah, it, it has some problems, but I kind of like the idea of a tag belt on one show and a trios belt on the other. Ooh, that like, something's a little different. But it's tricky because then, like, come a superstar shake-up, there's, like, now tag A trios that, division and a yeah. tag division. So it's, it has some problems, but but I like it. Uh, it's idea. I don't know. I, I just think, you know, this wasn't – I guess neither tag belt was defended on this show, which is very strange. Yeah, no, that, that was uh, extremely weird. 
This one comes to us from uh, Good Branson, Vietnam, at Book of Lou. Oh, my arch nemesis. He says, what is the most illegal thing Brock Lesnar does privately in his stupid Saskatchewan ranch? <laughs> the most illegal thing? The most illegal I thing. I feel like Brock Lesnar's killed a guy up there. I think it's happened. Yeah? Yeah, I could see him murdering someone in cold blood on a farm in Saskatchewan. I don't even have to imagine it that hard. I can, I can just, like, almost clear as day see it. I think he's got plutonium. Whoa, what? I think he's got weapons-grade plutonium. Oh, my God. Like, he's building a nuke? Yeah, he's weaponizing it. Who's helping him? Do you think Heyman's, like, helping him? He's doing it himself. (laughs) (laughs) This is his grand plan. This is what he's funneled all of his WWE money into. Is this how he's he's getting... buying some plutonium. Is he going to make a nuke to get rid of the evidence of the murder he did on his farm? Because if there's no he's world, nuke his own farm. Yeah, because and people, no one will go near. It's the perfect plan. Yeah. And then Turk and Duke, he just like he's like, guys, you got to get out of here. Yeah. Those are his sons. Oh, really? Turk and Duke. Turk and Duke. Yeah, really, really good. Uh, Brandon <laughs> O'Connor asked, also asked another question because I said the other one was lumped in. He says, ask if we have any wrestling podcast episode recommendations besides Top Marks. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I listen to something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard most weeks. Yeah. Some weeks it's like too long and I fall asleep listening to it. Sure. But, uh, I try to go back always. I thought the edge episode that he did recently was a very long one. It's like five hours long. I listened to it over the span of like three days, but I thought it was great. Yeah. That's so cool. It was really cool. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, that show's just usually reliably very good. I don't listen to a ton of wrestling episodes or wrestling podcasts like Stone Cold. Yeah, sure. Uh, is touch and go. I'll only tune in if it's like a guest I really want to hear. Yeah. Braun was pretty good on his show. I, I like that one. I listened to that. Uh, I also would recommend uh, the first James Ellsworth episode uh, on Talk is Jericho. Okay. Uh, that's a very good interview. And James Ellsworth just comes off as like a super awesome dude. Uh, I'll throw this in just as a bit of an aside. I don't know if it really counts, but Radiolab did an episode on the Montreal Screwjob. Yeah. And I know that people are probably, like myself, pretty fatigued of hearing about the Montreal Screwjob, but the way Radiolab does it, it's it's like a Radiolab episode. It's I also like a think bunch of audio you might thread. hate it that uh, Peter Rosenberg is in it. Yeah, he is He is a pretty prominent. I think he sort of narrates through, if I'm not mistaken. Either way, I really enjoy it. I think it's an hour, uh, pretty worthwhile. I echo JMO on something to wrestle with, although sometimes I wonder like the accuracy of some of the things in it. Um, and then basically if Mick Foley guests on something, I, I try to seek that out too. But I don't listen to, I don't listen to a ton of wrestling podcasts. Uh, I, I had that Ellsworth podcast on my phone for like a year and a half before I actually listened to it. And finally dived in. Yeah. So there you go. Hit me with a question, Jemmel. This one comes to us from our friend Matt at Mr. Matty Pie. He ah. asks, what current wrestler would benefit the most from putting on a mask? <laughs> <laughs> Whose face do you least like to see? Oh, okay. Who uh, who would benefit from putting on a mask? Okay, so... Uh, Who's, does it does because it doesn't have, it could be a monster it doesn't need to be a luchador it could be like a cane situation masked Braun Strowman could be kind of dope um, that's not my answer though I was thinking like Bo Dallas not that I think he's like hideous and needs to cover up but it would just like refresh him in a way yeah like, like he needs something new and I like that guy so I want to see him like do something I guess you know I could see that. 
if uh, if Balor embraced the demon thing a little more, him coming out in a uh, spooky mask could be cool. And then unmasking and having the paint on underneath. Oh shit, Sting style. <laughs> uh, Matt's answer here is Bailey, which I think is great. <laughs> that seems cruel. No, man. I'm I'm all into it. No, that's I protest. So, uh, well, <laughs> there you go. I guess. Uh, Justin, our next question this week comes to us from from. A Ao at osic87 on Twitter, Uh, and he he asks. He worded it interestingly, so I'm going to say what I what I followed up on it. Okay, okay. You have a money in the bank briefcase that you can use for something you want, but you have to wrestle the person who has it. What do you use that briefcase on? Okay, so there's someone in the world who has something you desire. And you have something that can make you challenge them for it, but you actually have to go through with fighting them. Okay. Who are you choosing? Who has something you want? Hmm. I don't know. That's this is this is a huge question. It's a big question. Okay. So what what's something you desire? Uh, do you have something? Can you go first and give me some time to think about it here? Uh, sure. I'll try and pitch. Uh, Ty Dillinger. Um, no. Let's see. Who has something that I'd really like? Um. See, I don't feel like I could beat up that many people, which is why it's tricky. Because, like, I'd get to the challenging portion. I'd be like, ah, I really covet your possession. Let's duel for it. And then I'd be like, I don't know how to beat this guy up. Now I'm just going to get beat up and not get the item. Um, I, I guess, uh, man, I don't know. I can't, I can't think of anything that I really covet besides, like, from rich people. Yeah, I don't know, man. You have a nicer TV than me, but I don't want to fight you. Yeah. I feel like this is a, we're giving unsatisfying answers here. Yeah, I know. I'm just oh, you know what? I I hate to be literal and use it for the thing it's intended for. Go ahead. I'm just like looking up right now at my replica WWE title oh. and thinking that uh, I would use it for its intended purpose. <laughs> You'd ca- and cash in <laughs> and like they would have to honor it. Oh, like I man. I want the WWE title. That'd be amazing. And then, like it's just a fan comes out of the crowd <laughs> with the briefcase and everybody's like what the fuck? You know, security's <laughs> trying to take me down. Vince storms out here. He's all fucking mad. He's screaming up and down and he gets in the ring and he looks in my briefcase and he sees the contract and he says, "Wait, Wait. It all checks out, damn it. <laughs> it's legit. <laughs> the contract's legit. <laughs> and as we know, the Money in the Bank contract just says, like, your name in really bold letters. Yeah, yeah. A line where you sign, and then some very unclear small print that doesn't look like that many words. Exactly. So I would ch- – and even if I lost, like, what a yeah, – that, that would be a segment that would go down in history. Absolutely. Everyone would remember that forever. Um. The night a guy came out of the crowd with an authentic money in the bank briefcase <laughs> and challenged for the WWE title. Justin, read me another question. <laughs> I want you as champ. This one comes to us from our friend Doug Crap. He says, Doug Crap. Just spitballing here. WWE relegation. It's like European football rules, but if you lose your title, you get sent down to NXT and the NXT champ gets called up. What are your thoughts? Anything you can think of that would improve this at all? It's kind of an interesting idea, right? It has one fatal flaw, which is why I can't go for it, which is that uh, you can't have a guy with an NXT reign then. If as soon as he wins yeah. the title, he's called up, like the regulation switches. Like, you want guys to be able to have reigns and get hot for the 
the uh, their you know for their debut. At the but, same time, sending guys back to yes. NXT is something so, that we talk about a lot. Absolutely. It, it, again, I really feel like one day NXT is going to be a two-hour show, and when that happens, I think you'll see more of that. Because right now on the show, I don't think there's a lot of space for it. Like, think of how much better like Apollo Cruz would be sure. right now. Yeah. If he could, like, be on NXT at the same time. Or Absolutely. just be on NXT for, uh, like, uh, go back and have a run there. Well, you know? he'd feel bigger. Like, do you remember when Rollins cut that promo at that takeover? Like, Rollins felt a cut above those guys. When just he, like, the night before his uh, Triple H match? Was it the night before? Or was it the one, was it the takeover before that? I can't re- I think it was the takeover before that, because he's still on the crutch in that promo, isn't he? I or, he, like, remember. that's when he casts, I don't remember, but either way, he feels huge. Yeah, right? yeah, it was an awesome moment. Or even when they showed John Cena in the crowd at one ages ago, it's like, holy cow, this guy feels Goliath. So I like it in the one direction where a guy could do poorly enough. But then the problem is, like, where do they fit in NXT? Let's say, like, a Mojo Rawley or a Zack Ryder. Like, yeah. you're going to send them back to NXT to what? Job to NXT guys? I don't want them beating NXT guys. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want Mojo, like, beating Andrade Cien Almas or... No. Know, uh, but then to Doug Crap's Mojo question... Mojo versus Ciampa. Do anyone want to see yeah, that? Yeah, there you go. Everyone's dying for that. <laughs> but to Doug Crap's question, is there a way to improve it? I think there is. I think that uh, there should be, in between stu- superstar shakeups, a trade situation where all three brands are in play, NXT, Raw, and SmackDown, and they each have to move one. I think that's interesting. It calls up an NXT guy, and you get one person back into NXT to add a little bit of sizzle. Yeah, that could be cool. So I think that would be uh, how I'd improve it. A three-way trade. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I haven't figured out the logistics, but one guy moves between each brand. Yeah. Rock, that paper, scissors. Something. Sounds cool. Justin, that's it for our questions this That's week. it. That, there was a lot of questions. Yeah. They were, some, uh, they were far out. They were. They were something else, man. I loved it. I love doing this show. <laughs> Same. I am I am excited to go to the Whitecaps game now. Yeah. I'm going to eat some curry while I'm there. Uh, do you want to see me play Far Cry 5 for a bit first? Definitely. Go to the Hang game? on. I have to be what there. Yeah, I got this I got 10 minutes. This is great content. Yeah, this is people, people really want to know. Uh, well, I almost canceled the show this week because I just would rather play Far Cry 5. You're honestly. having your God of War moment. I am, yeah. I'm super into this game. Uh, it's very, very good. I'm excited to, to see it in action. Guys, <laughs> if you enjoyed this show, please share it. Tell tell a friend about it. Do something fun. If you Rate live and in, review it wherever you happen to get it. All that sort of fun stuff. If you happen to live in the Vancouver area, you could go to the Penny at Commercial and Gravely on Mondays. They're showing Raw every week with the audio on. Justin Morris, that is your host I there. I'm your host each and every week. And again, uh, thank you so much for listening. Patreon.com slash Top Marks if you want to throw a couple dollars Our in the hat. Our Avengers Affin- Infinity War uh, episode is up there. Uh, we did a movie review instead of talking about wrestling. It's a kind of wrestling movie. We talked about like being smarks for film, yeah, basically. compared to some wrestling things. Yeah. Uh, um, anybody, if you donate the $20 tier this month, you can decide what we will be reviewing for this month's bonus but episode. But there will be another bonus episode this month. Absolutely. So, yes. so look forward to that. And uh, until we see you again, of course, you got to make sure. Hey, what were you going for again? I'm going to go get a little curry. And do you think it'll be hot? You know it's going to be hot. I mean, it is a hot day out there, so I think it's going to be hot no matter what. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) But it is going to be hot, Justin. But, you know, with a little heat, you need it to be a little spicy. Exactly. And you would hope, seeing it's your dinner and you're paying money for it, that it would taste great. Because it was prepared by Curry Man! (laughs) 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 Titus Worldwide! Okay, let's like kill some neo Nazis now in Far Cry. It's so good. Oh, you kill neo Nazis? Yeah, yeah.
Oh, well, this stands against everything you stand for. What? How could you enjoy this How game? How dare you? <laughs> well, you were saying Israel no. is, uh, you know, a <laughs> dictatorship. I, I didn't say it was a dictatorship. I think I'm just going to quote you here. Okay. Israel is hell. I did not say that. Well, I know. That is true. You did. There are some, there are some questionable things that Israel does to Palestine. There's, there's fault on both sides. Yeah. And some people, you know, do, do not wish to support Israel. It's like I always say. There could never be peace in the Middle East. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, you said that before we started recording. Well, I say it about wrestling like, all the time. It's like your new uh, catchphrase, basically. <laughs> I didn't say Israel was a dictatorship. Is no. that what I said? No, no. No. I the question was what I know brutal what the regime was. I know what the question and you was. Said, I guess, yeah. Well, I was thinking of something that could feasibly happen like yeah, you, people go play concerts in Israel. Bellator just ran Tel Aviv. Yeah. Yeah, so like it happens. Yeah, I agree. I wanted to pick something somewhat realistic. I'm just saying I was like God's chosen people and you were like Literally North Korea. I didn't say that. That's a quote, man. I said North Korea was like a hole on the map. Can I just can I just quote you again here for a second? Sure. Israel is worse than North I Korea. Do, wow. I never. You did say I that. I didn't say that. It's all, we got it on tape. <sighs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Titus Worldwide!